here with me today as my co-host for the show today. Do you mind introducing yourselves? It's Dimey Horror here for a third episode, I believe. This is our third uh, collaboration. Yeah. Yep. yep. Back at it. <laughs> as always. <laughs> <laughs> and this is Megan, um, aka Megan's World on Instagram. And this is my first time on the show. So thank you for having me. Yeah, yeah, thank you ladies for coming. You know, I saw a lot of you girls' posts on Instagram and I was thinking to myself, like, this will be a lovely moment to kind of like collab and just have like talking points about what's going on in the world today because this shit is happening everywhere and it's pretty crazy. And I know there's a lot of talking points being put out there. And I would love to have our opinions kind of come together and be put out there. So before we get started, um, Let's talk about what you guys are doing with your channels. Like, what do you do with your channels? Like, what is your main channels talk about? And this is open to whoever wants to start first. Yeah, I could start. Well, what I usually do on my profile, my Instagram, is talk about film, but I do it in a way that's intersectional and talks about more diversity in film. I always try to promote that. And what I started posting as of recently with all the events going on is just posting about like why this is important because I feel like I can't just lose my voice and not talk about this, especially when I'm talking about films like based off like marginalized groups and everything. So I was just like, right now I'm posting like resources to people who want to protest, how to be safe during it, um, why people are protesting, what's the history behind everything, uh, what you can do as a white ally or, or like a non-black ally, um, things like that. And um, I'm about to promote a Pride Month history showcase, but I'm going to kind of gear it towards more like black queer people as well. So, um, but it's still, I'm still like posting about things that are uh, woke, so to speak, you know, about all this that's going on. Definitely. Um, basically for Black Girls Love Horror, um, I kind of talked about it on, uh, in past episodes, but basically it's just like me bringing Black girls, um, or it's, it's basically based off of my opinions and, and the things that I love about horror, but it's, it's my example, my personal example of letting the world know like, hey, we love horror too, you know, like Black women and Black men love horror. We love comics and we love cosplay and you know we got voices out here like i'm just kind of like tired of of society wa watering us down like we are not multifaceted and we're not multi-diverse like we don't have different interests and, and and things like that and i also hate when 
you know, growing up as a kid, I, I also have mentioned this before, like being a, a huge fan of Linkin Park and being like, you know, you can't listen to Linkin Park because it's white people music or it, it's devil music. Wait, what? Like how, how, like, please explain because like Linkin Park music, a lot of Linkin Park music is motivational. Like a lot of it is like trying to go against like, you know, negative things like suicide and self-harm and things like that. And, and also addressing the hurts that, you know, you, you go through growing up in this world and things like that. So I'm like, huh? Like, I, I don't understand that, you know? So my, my platform really is just to get a uh, black women and, and black men's voice, black society's voice out there uh, just to let us let people know like yo we're here we like other things too you know we love horror we love all of that that cultural you know nerdiness and and things like that and so um that's what I like to do uh with black girls love horror um and I, again it comes from also personal experiences and things like that and I'll relate it to horror somehow and then um nowadays though uh what really got me on to knowing about what's going on with these riots and things that are going on currently um, during this pandemic. On top of that, uh, I have a good friend, uh, the Quincy Jones Go. Uh, his name is Quincy Jones Go. He has the Quincy Jones Show, uh, the wrestling um, page. And he was talking really fiercely and, and with I don't know, just with prestige that he was talking about like this, these rights and these uh, unjustly deaths and things like that. And I've been seeing it and it kind of started being like, like, I wouldn't say that these deaths were redundant, but you kind of get jaded after a while. You're just like, damn, another one. Okay, cool. Like, so it's just constantly, oh, another hashtag, another life, another this. And it's not like, it's like, it becomes less important, but you constantly hear it, constantly, every single day, every moment. It's it's somebody dying, and it's one of a, a, a black member of society. So it's like you starting to, to, to kind of get jaded about it. You're just like, fuck, like okay, we're just gonna. It's this is a way of life, you know. And then these riots started happening, and it's like, no, fuck this. Use my language, but it's like, no, this is not a way of life. This is not what we should like stand for. And we have other people out here who are our brothers, our friends, and, you know, that we have to voice our, have our give voices to. People who can't speak any longer because they have been unjustly taken away from us and that we need to have, you know, voices for. We need to speak on these things because it matters that it shouldn't be like this. And the fact that our ancestors have fought for it not to be like this and it's still like this is is mind-boggling so it's like no fuck this like we need to really do something about it and and we are um doing it through riots and peaceful pro protesting but you know we'll get more into that but yeah, yeah. that's yeah, yeah. That's what it reminds me of when we did our first collaboration we kind of predicted a couple of things <laughs> no, <I'm serious. laughs> which was like oh. almost like conspiracy level type shit you know serious. Serious. i kind of i believe i kind of left the part about this whole purging thing out of the 
of the first collab because I was like, okay, I don't want to get struck down too much. Right. <laughs> right. But I mean, speaking of, since it is actually happening, I don't know. What are your thoughts about this recent event? I mean, Megan, oh. I want to hear your thoughts first because I know yep. Donna kind of expressed some of her opinions. I want to hear your opinions right now. Yeah, I feel like, um, so when everything kind of started, I just felt like my heart just dropped because like I was going back to work after quarantine. I was like, okay, let's get this started. And then I hear all this news on social media and like it's everywhere. And like, honestly, I felt like really depressed last week just thinking about everything because like, uh, like Dimey said, like it is just like this, um, I don't know, as being black folks ourselves and being a black woman too, like there's just so much we go through and like I experienced like some of her experiences too, you know, liking like Lincoln Park and things like that, other like white things and stuff. And that's kind of what influences my blog too. But with that being said, and also living in a predominantly white community growing up in Oregon and things like that, I've experienced racism so much in different forms. So it's just like when all this is coming to surface and it's like another black life and like, it's just like, it's so overwhelming and it's just so crazy how so many racist attacks have happened in the span of only like three months, like alone. But then at the same time, it's, it's years, like decades of this stuff happening, uh, centuries really of things happening. And it's just all coming to a boil at this point. So like, I'm, I'm numb about it. Well, like numb being like, I'm just so overwhelmed. But at the same time, we need to keep talking about this because if we stay silent, it's not going to do anything. Yeah. yeah, you are right. We do need to have more talking points. We need to have more conversations about what's going on. I mean, I got to say one thing about the dude, Ahmaud Arbery. I kind of felt his death a little bit because I actually go out on walks and run sometimes. I mean, I've been yes. doing it a little bit more. I did it a little bit more last year, but not this year because of the whole Rona situation, but yeah, like I go out walking and running too, and you know I have headphones on. I'm not thinking about like someone flagging me down or seeing me running running about and saying like, "Well, what is he doing here?" You know. But after hearing about what happened to him, I had to think to myself like, "Damn, how many times have I been out and someone saw me just like you know walking about or just running, and they just thought to themselves like, "What is this hoodlum doing?" You know, like, yeah. you know, it's a lot of things that needs to be changed. Um, yes. I would say, like, maybe the rights are, sadly, probably the first way of going about it. I mean, because we've done peaceful protesting for many years. I mean, even Colin Kaepernick was doing yes. peaceful protesting. And what did he get? He got people scrutinizing everything that he was doing. He got pretty much forced out the NFL. But I mean, in my opinion, I mean, even though he was bad in football anyway, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I mean, the man still needed his fair chance, you know? Yes. Yeah. But, you know, they blackballed him. They talked bad about him and made him seem like an enemy and just everything he was doing was wrong. And it's like, no, he's bringing awareness to what's going on in society right now. Now, maybe there was maybe a bit of, What's, what's the word I want to use? Um, an, a motive to it or an agenda, but at the same time, he's bringing awareness to everyone out there. 
because it is out there. I mean, it's no way you could avoid it. But um, speaking on this event, I mean, do you think this is our version of the purge finally? <laughs> <laughs> that that me and Diamond was talking about. I know in the movie, the film series, The Purge, usually a story about like, well, what seemed in the first movie was a story about racism, a divide between like black people and white people. You know, they had the black character who was being hunted down by these white people. And what this white family was doing was kind of protecting this black man from getting killed by these white purgers. And of course, well, gladly the black guy survived in the end and he ended up being like a prominent character throughout the series. Right. But throughout the rest of the series, we see more of a divide. And like the second movie, you see more of like, the purge is more about the divide of the upper class versus the middle and lower class. And then it kind of gets blurred by like the third and fourth movies. So my thing is, um, with the riots that are happening right now, is this the version of the purge with where it's more of a race war or a war on class? I personally feel like it's a little bit of both, but mostly about race. Well, it's think I think it's about the fight against racism. I posted something on my Instagram story about it. It's not black versus white or anything it's like everyone versus racist so I think it starts out like that but there are some folks that are taking it about class and about white privilege and kind of knocking down that so I feel like when regards to the riots and the looting and things like that it's kind of like everything like against the one percenters and the one percenters that have privilege so basically it does have something to do with both, definitely. Racism, for sure, uh, obviously. That's the, the, the main, like, the heart of it. But I do also believe that people who have more higher privileges, people who are of uh, a higher, you know, class, rich people, I do feel like they make it about something that they have nothing, they don't, they're ignorant to. Like, like Trump, for instance. Like, yeah, I believe that Trump is racist, but I do also believe he's very ignorant. Like, he's extremely blind to see what's actually really going on in, in the world today. Like, I, I really feel like he's just, he's just, he's mindless. And it's not yeah. just Trump, it's like other people. And rich yeah. people especially have that mentality. So. Yeah, did you see the report about how he cleared out a bunch of protesters in front of the White House just so he could take a photo op in front of a church that's like down the street? Yeah. And he yeah. held up a Bible. And I'm just looking at this dude like, man, have you ever read that Bible before? Bro? Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes, all of that. <laughs> <laughs> like me, I'm not a religious person like that, but I know I'm not going to fake no shit out like that. Just like, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to get this Bible, take a photo op, <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, the dude held it up like he doesn't read the shit, obviously. <laughs> For real. He, he probably had the same face pulling up the Bible as he, well, the night that he won. He was like, what? I won? Like, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> like, oh, yeah, that man is very eye-opening, especially when he talks about the rights and everything. I mean, that statement about when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yes. That yeah. was very eye-opening, and it really spoke about, like, what this man really represents. Because anything that comes about this whole situation, 
hasn't been anything positive. It's just been negative throughout the whole time. Yep. And he just sits there and calls everybody thug. Well, basically, he's calling us thugs. Mm-hmm. You know, right. he's like, these thugs, you need to control them. And he's not afraid of martial law. I mean, me and Diamond, we're from, me and Diamond, we're both from California. And our governor is not afraid to incur martial law into our state, you know? Right. I don't yeah. know how Oregon is. I don't know what your governor is threatening. So my governor is like... She's mostly focused on social distancing at this point. Like, honestly, she is. And she's mentioned some things on her social media, like, oh, we're trying to, like, make everyone safe and things. But it's kind of, like, I feel like, honestly, she's kind of ignoring the fact that this is happening. And with some places, there are, like, curfews. Like, I think there's a 5 o'clock curfew in the Salem, Oregon area. And um, I think, I forget around Portland what the curfew is, but there is a lot of, so it's like some things are starting to um you know it's not as extreme but at the same time like i feel like not my governor is not really talking much about it at all and it's unfortunate and she's not talking like she's never said or like like from my understanding that i've seen so far she's never said black lives matter or anything like that she's like it's about the fight against racism but we shouldn't like you know you know, speak peacefully and all that other stuff. So I'm just like, okay, you're starting to show your true colors, possibly. Right. Right. I mean, even though I feel like maybe she doesn't have too much of a responsibility to sit there and say like Black Lives Matter, this and the other, she should at least acknowledge the issue and acknowledge the problem at hand instead Mm -hmm. of completely ignoring it as if she doesn't care at all. Yeah. Mm -hmm. When you act like that, I mean, that just... That just tells the people you don't give a shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel like, yo, like, literally, President Obama, like, I'm sorry, I'm going to call that man President Obama until the day I die. Like, that's just what it is. But, like, President Obama, right, um, he talked yesterday. I saw some article about him just like, yo, you know, you guys have the power to kind of make this not as violent as it is and bring it back down to just continue peace uh do peaceful protest and just kind of make your you guys' own like rules like try to like stick to them and 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 but you know of course just do it peacefully in the best way that you can just on the loose lines of that but of course he's still you know said it more eloquently and, and and more put together but he um <clears throat> just like listening to that and seeing that and we got the freaking free leader you know or, or the leader of the free world right now trump telling people to basically die or get shot out here in these streets like they don't even they're 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 not worth a damn it's just like yo this is why we have this problem in the first place because you've been telling people not just him but we've been going along with this program of y'all are not worth a damn like, mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fact that, like I said, Barack Obama came out of nowhere and he's not even our president officially anymore. Like, it's just like for him to say something like to the people and talk to us, like, it's okay what you're doing. I get it. I understand. And, you know, just continue to be peaceful about it. Like, I, I love that. That's that, that shows me that he really gives a shit about us. You know, he cares about us, but 
we got this crazy one in the in the um in the White House right now talking about he don't care because he don't care about nobody. He don't care about anybody but himself. He don't care about his wife. That's why his wife despises him. And is like, <laughs> oh hell no, yes. somebody SOS, get me out of here, you know? But he don't care. He just does not care. So yeah. I mean, he clearly hasn't cared for a while. And I don't know if any of you two seen like the Netflix documentary about how he rose to power. It's a very interesting documentary, by the way. I'm not trying to, I guess, praise this man for anything, but I'm sitting here acknowledging what he has done, like, as far as, like, even though this man says he's successful, he's not really as successful as he says he is. Mm -hmm. Um, Basically, he's just been moving in directions to where he could actually stay rich, you know? And the only people he really speaks to are people of business and people of wealth. Right. So to me, um, going back to this whole idea of whether we're in a race war or a a class war, um, I don't know. Sometimes I felt at first, I was like, okay, this seems like almost like a race war. We're all fighting against like racial prejudice, prejudice right now. That's what the protests are about. But then watching the lootings on television and I'm seeing like different races looting. I mean, honestly, like some of those people I saw weren't majority black at first, you know, for the past couple of days, I have seen like black people actually looting. But when the first looting start, I noticed they weren't black at all. Majority of them weren't black at all. So it made me think like, okay, and the place that they were looting from were major corporations like Target, Nordstrom's, um, Adidas, Champions. And it made me think like, okay, well, they're not looting in the hood, which is good. I'm yeah. fine with that. <laughs> you know? Right, same. We're safe. <laughs> for, for now. <laughs> for now i don't know how this how this is gonna go down in the in the next couple of days but right you know one thing i can say i was like okay at least they're not looting and burning down in their own neighborhoods because that is counterproductive which i've right. always said like anything mm-hmm. you do in your own neighborhood whether it's like selling drugs gang banging and trying to keep your people down that's counterproductive because how you expect your neighborhood to rise and actually catch up and, you know, beat out these people who are in a position of power and wealth and they're trying to keep us marginalized. You know, we have to build ourselves up. So to see them actually going out to places like Fairfax district, Santa Monica, West Hollywood, Hollywood, I'm just sitting there like, okay, that's, you know, I don't agree with your rights, but, I agree with this kind of, (laughs) you know, and it just made me think like, okay, we did start off with a bit of race, but now it's turning into kind of like a clash of race and class, you know, because we're usually, I guess, considered the less classy, you know, race and what have you, but I myself, uh, I don't know, I don't know how you two feel about the the riots within itself. Um, if you want to kind of interject your opinion, you can right now. 
honestly, when it comes to the writing and whatnot, to the fact it was looting, I personally disagree with it. Um, but I, in a way, I kind of understand, to play devil's advocate, I kind of understand what some folks are wanting to do with that. But I feel like that distracts so much from the issue at hand and the issue that started, the protests in general, the peaceful protests, which is racism and police brutality. And I feel like some folks are like using that as like um, using the looting as a red herring against the, um, the overall picture of to fight against racism. And that's why I disagree with. It's kind of like, the whole, so to speak, bad ha apples that like ruin the whole bunch type of thing. So mm -hmm. I feel like, yeah, there should be, and for the most part, a lot of peaceful protesting are being, and peaceful protests are being ruined because, mm -hmm. uh, because of these looters. Mm -hmm. So it's just kind of like, okay, and, and um, I posted something on my story like a couple days ago, maybe even yesterday, I've been posting so much, but saying like, uh, for white protesters who want to protest, like create a barricade to protect black protesters. Yeah. Like honestly, like sacrifice yourself for that because it's like, yeah, it could be white looters, but black people are going to be arrested for it. Yeah. yeah. Yep. And mm -hmm. at the end of the day, also like, and I'm thinking to myself, the first time when I saw all the looting happen, I was thinking like, okay, I see a majority of like, non-black people in this whole looting situation but at the end of the day all these business owners are going to think is well these people came from like the black lives matter protests mm -hmm. so they're the ones looting us and i yeah it's just going to be guilty by association i know yeah. supposedly they're saying this terrorist group antica or antifa is supposed to be involved but i don't know how much of that is actually real i mean i feel like it's just a bunch of people and actually, sad enough, it's a bunch of kids also, like, in their early 20s, mm -hmm. late late to early teens that are just out there looted and putting themselves in a situation that could be really dangerous for them. I mean, I see, like, mm -hmm. kids that are, like, that look as old as 12 on Sunday looting yes. the, the Ross store in, L in, not L.A., but in Long Beach. And, mm -hmm. I, and all I could think to myself was, like, man this would be tragic if like anything were to happen to these kids and I don't yeah. want to see anything happen to them. I know one of the kids that were in the video pro well, not protesting, but looting, um, they looked like they got into an altercation with somebody off camera. And me personally, I didn't want to see anything happen to the kid, you know? Like, yeah, like there's, there's so many levels to this, right? Because I, I sit there and I try not to overthink it and and because it, it just drains me and it can just drive you insane but i do feel like there's like a million agendas going on right now because first of all let's just start with the virus right the virus came out of nowhere literally nowhere now it's here and then now everybody's sick there's a lot of people that are sick or people who don't even know that they're sick then this thing happened, the, the, the rioting, not this thing, but this big movement that is happening, that is historic movement that is happening, um, happened and pretty much started because somebody died, another black life that matters, died because of police, basically because of police brutality, because the officer 
um, killing somebody with basically asphyxiating them to death with putting their knee on their neck, right? That's basically what a lot of this uproar kind of like started from. I'm not saying that that's like completely, but I think that's the, the cherry popped on that one, right? And people are pissed off because of that. But I, but I also feel like, I, I, you know, Walt and I've talked about kind of light conspiracy stuff and I, I can't help but to think that some part of this is like a setup because I feel like it's more another way of possibly getting other lives like killed and uh, like other lives to be gone somehow because it's either the, the virus is going to eventually get you which is can be fatal right it's not always fatal but it can be fatal there's a lot of people not wearing gloves and and masks and things like that not social distancing so how the hell can you social distance in a protest in a riot mm -hmm. right you know so there's there's that there is um you know people also being killed by white supremacists or people who are are racist and looking for people to kill um young people they don't care if you're you're not them they're gonna kill you right so there's that too there's freaking there was a guy out there who had a bow and arrow who was shooting at protesters it was just like what like what is going on and so there's just so many different levels and agendas to this really um this this historic moment right now that it's just, there's so many directions that is just taking place right now, but I can't help but to notice that, oh, how I when we were all locked down on this pandemic, this virus is going on, and it's, again, more, uh, more bodies to add to this death toll that's already pretty distinguished, pretty huge, you know? This is what we're fighting against. And it's just like, there's so many battles going on right now. It's insane. It's, it's, just, it's just insane. But I mean, I, I do believe that we have a, a, a right to uh, our opinions right now um, and use our voices to organize against these crimes against us in particular and you know just come together as a people like that that's the most beautiful thing that i can see in this darkness is that there's a lot of people coming together that you just would not expect there's droves of people coming together for for you know basically going against these injustices and it's a beautiful thing to see and i just hope that it doesn't just stop out of nowhere like i hope that we continue on like hey we are here we are a people you know we can get through this together so yeah definitely and it's funny also because um i know we were talking about this before like we started recording <laughs> we said a lot of good stuff <laughs> but um one of the one of the few things that i do kind of want to bring back to is about the looting and to me like i said we both we all three of us we said we're not with the looting like that but if it's necessary it's necessary i kind of mentioned this in my last podcast and it's kind of ironic too because i recorded my last podcast on thursday and when all the lootings happened it was saturday and i was barely finishing my editing so i was like damn i gotta get back and just record and kind of say like yo like <laughs> i wasn't trying to excite this or anything like this y'all need to chill <laughs> but um yeah to me i just feel like yeah i get the looting and all that but I feel like 
if you really want to set a, send a message to these businesses, don't loot them, burn that, yeah. burn that shit down, burn all of it down. You know, yeah. like all of them are saying like, oh, well, I'm taking this, you know, just to take it, um, stick it to the man, you know, take what's mine, this that, and the other. Nah, fuck that. Like, if you really do feel like that business is really that horrible, burn all that shit down. Don't just go in there and start taking shit. No, burn all that shit down. Because yeah. then we all have nothing. And then we're all on a level playing field, you know? Yeah. Like, like, to me, I had to really say, like, and I feel like I didn't really go into too much detail, but I did feel like the whole looting was pretty disgusting. But I get it at the same time, like, these are the same stores or places or areas that look at us when we walk through and they sit yeah. there and they think like okay well this person looked very suspicious suspicious yep mm -hmm. you know they uh -huh. look like i've had a lot of experiences personally where it's like even me like it doesn't even matter like what i'm wearing or anything I get followed in stores like all the time and oh. like it could be from a walmart it could be a sephora it, it doesn't even matter and it's just like it's that's like that's one of the experiences unfortunately a, a black person experience in america getting followed and actually to a certain extent like i've actually even though i wasn't interested in a lot of stuff i like like going shopping i'm like okay i feel like i have to pay for this now because i'm being yeah. followed all the time so i understand like exactly like what you're saying about a lot of this stuff and um i'm kind of going a little bit off subject too but a lot of companies now are kind of showing their true colors by not posting a anything or even like oh, we're not really saying anything but do anything to help with the movement they don't donate and yeah. companies are starting to come out and donate so i'm like okay yes okay i'm gonna back them up but like today i like slammed dolls kill because they were talking about like the owner was saying like oh yeah like um like agreeing with like shooting protesters and stuff like that and i'm like okay they are canceled and then like other stuff came out about them i'm like okay completely canceled now <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like stuff like that you have to be really careful about the businesses that you support too and now with all this going on it's starting to come to light like okay. yeah uh, well a lot More of those businesses not to cut you off but a lot of those businesses they support trump like honestly speaking like if they're not saying anything that's because they support him they're not going to yep. come out and say that but they actually do because they're mm -hmm. the same ones who are in that meeting room for big businesses talking about how they can you know scratch each other's backs and make each other feel good and keep their wealth where it's at mm -hmm. yes. so i have a story too about my own discrimination i remember when i was buying my laptop and i was in the apple store i was majoring in graphic design i was starting my first year at a university so i'm at the grove and diamond knows where the grove is at that's pretty much in the yeah. fairfax area so, you know, that's pretty much all the uppity white people, rich people and all that. Oh, I've been to take the doggies to go out and play. It's pretty uppity. It is. It's yep. lovely, but it is uppity. So, yep. yeah. So I'm in the Apple store and it's me and my homeboy, you know, me at the time, I didn't have locks like, like I do now. So, you know, Your locks are beautiful. <laughs> thank yeah. you. Yeah. So I was lockless you know, <laughs> at the time. <laughs> So it's just me and my homeboy, and you know, he's a big black dude, you know, six feet, you know, pushing like about 200 and something, you know, and we're just in there because I brought him with me just because, 
while I'm getting this computer, you know, on my way out, I don't want any problems. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I have them with me. We're rolling together. We go to this Apple store in the Grove. I'm talking to this guy, Caucasian guy. And, you know, I'm telling him like, hey, I'm trying to, I'm trying to get a computer for school, this and the other. So the guy, he's talking to me, but he's not trying to make a sale with me. Hmm. And I think he thought I was just in there to look at a computer, but I was in there to buy a computer. Mm -hmm. So me and my homeboy, we're just sitting there. We're there for like maybe a good, I want to say 30 to 40 minutes. And this guy, he, he's just talking, like he's talking, we're talking to him. And eventually like we're me and my homeboy, we start talking to each other. So this fucking guy he goes and talks to somebody else that's working in the store. And I'm just sitting there like, so I don't think dude wants to make this sell. That's what I say to my friend. So my homeboy, he's like, all right, man, I don't think he's trying to make that sell. I think we should bounce. I'm like, all right, let's bounce. So we end up going to like Beverly, well, to the Beverly Center, which is literally like down the street from the Grove. Super close, yeah. <laughs> and we, I end up getting the computer that I needed for school. And I was telling them, and it was a white lady. She was very nice. She was very sweet and everything. Um, I was telling her, like, yeah, I went to the Grove, to the Apple store in the Grove, and the guy didn't want to make a sale with me. She she was taken back. She was like, what? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so she was kind of shocked that that happened to me. But I was like, I couldn't figure it out at the time. But then it came to me, like, maybe... I want to say like hours later, I was like, this guy didn't think I was going to buy anything. He just saw me as a black person walking up in there and was just like, yeah, you don't got the money for this. You just in here looking or trying to steal. And that's mm -hmm. about it. That's so crazy. Like, I, I can't, I cannot understand why people are like that. It's like, do you, you got to be like, okay, so my grandpa told me when I, you know, was younger and, and even into adult life, like basically he was like, you got to be the best at whatever you decide to be like in your life, you got to be the best dad. Like, and I feel like, yo, at the end of the day, if I'm working at the max store or whatever, it doesn't matter what you come in, you can come in and, and I mean, just like literally like just tatter clothes or whatever and having showered in days. Like at the end of the day, you come in there, I'm going to try to give you the best service that I can now I may be like damn you stink but I'm still gonna help you you know like yeah the whole because it's like you just don't know anybody's where anybody's coming from where anybody's background is you just don't know and it's like not to be don't be superficial but yep. it's like treat people like they are human beings though like because mm -hmm. that is a life and that that they are worth it you know so yeah yeah, that was probably like one situation I could really think about where I was just wasn't treated as a person. And, I, and it really didn't dawn to me at the time, just being there. You know, I was just like, okay, this guy's being a dickhead. He doesn't want to sell this computer to me. I don't know what his problem is. <laughs> and then it just dawns, dawned on to me later after like getting my computer from the other store. I'm like, oh, that guy was probably just like, oh, he's black, he doesn't want to buy anything, or he's young and black, he don't got no money, this, that, and the other. Mm -mm -mm. And I'm just like, oh, man, people are something else. 
are. People are. Like, are. kind of going, I have a story to tell, too. So, like, um, because I mentioned Sephora before, but one time I went to a Sephora, and this was it. I was visiting one of my friends in Tacoma, Washington. And Tacoma, it's kind of a predominantly black area, but, like, the, where the Tacoma Mall is, like, I think there's, like, I heard it was kind of, like, a lot of crime and stuff that goes on around there. But I, like, go into a Sephora store because, like, um, I just love Sephora. And I was just like, dressed really nice, everything cool. I think I had, like, one of, like, a backpack purse. But, it, you know, it was stylish and everything. And backpack purses are, like, awesome. But when I go into the store, I, like, go to the Savage X, or not Savage X Minty, but the Fenty section. And, of course, because it's, like, my shade, the only shade that's in the store that actually fits me. And then I get all these people, like, all these employees like looking at me the entire time and I see like this one employee just like standing in the other aisle and almost kind of barricading it and I'm just like what so like I go up to them and I'm like oh yeah can you help me find something you know whatever <laughs> and I end up spending like I think like 60 bucks at that store because I'm just like I'm buying what I need to buy don't think I'm trying to steal stuff like right exactly like don't, don't. it's ridiculous <laughs> That sucks. Like, it's like, damn, like, just because I'm black, like, I automatically am, like, it's, I'm assumed that I'm going to be, like, stealing. Like, that's just, like, that's so shady and shitty. And it's, like, again, going back to that, like, my life matters. Like, I am not this stigma that you guys like to put in society. Like, that's just, that's, that's not who we are, you know, as, as, as black society, as black members of society, we are not a less than. And there's a lot of people who like to just, you know, continue to follow that stigma because of either, you know, stuff that probably hasn't even happened to them, and they're just going based off of, you know, what's what's fed in society, you know, and then there are people who have on, um, sadly experienced, you know, uh, things that I can understand why they might react to something like that. But again, you, you have to take your life experiences like as a new like you can't just because one person did one thing to you you can't continue to have an attitude towards one whole race because one person did that to you like it's like that's that's you know there's no logic in that but you know I yeah like there's there's things that have happened to my loved ones that you know um that I just don't appreciate that because they're they are black like you're gonna treat them a certain way or look down at them it's like for what like what is this for like this this is not necessary like this is just crazy but i i i guess like the one story that comes to mind that i could add to that is um when i was dating my ex at the time we went to a sushi bar in chino hills and i felt like the guy who was working at the sushi bar like was looking down at who was my boyfriend at the time. And I just kind of felt disrespected because like any, anybody who's around me, any, any, like you guys, like, you know, we were to hang out and stuff like that, or even, even from afar, like if you are with me, you're with me and I'm down for you. Like a hundred percent, my loyalty is above and beyond. That's just who I've been all my life. And my my boyfriend at the time like he would even say like once I'm down I'm down and I just kind of felt like I said like disrespected like 
don't look at my significant other or somebody that I care about or treat them in, in, in some type of discriminatory like way, because I'm going to look at you sideways and I will address it because I, I'm just not, I, I'm not, I'm just not one of these people that's just going to be on camera. Like, Oh, you're treating Oh, hell no. Like I'm about to say something, address mm -hmm. it. And you're going to apologize after this because damn that, you know, cause that's just, mm -hmm. that's what I, I am, you know, and I, I can't stand when people, um, I see injustices going on and people are just like, you know, recording things. I'm like, dude, do something about it. I'm definitely that person. Like we both, both probably going to get got or, or taken to jail or something, God forbid. Like, cause I'm not about to just stand there and allow it to happen. It's not going to happen on my watch. Like, I, I don't know how the whole situation with a couple of these people, but especially the one that happened recently um, with George Floyd, I don't understand how somebody was just like, I'm glad that they were filming but I'm sure there was a couple of other people who were filming. Why didn't you guys roll up and help this guy? Because mm -hmm. I am not allowing that to happen. Like, why is your knee on somebody's neck? Like, they're like mm -hmm. some, like, you know, and I hate to compare it to like an animal because I love animals and it's like, I, I respect animals, but it's like, you're treating them like they are less than. And it's just like, this, this is ridiculous like I, I just I wouldn't be able to like I'm probably finna get got too because like you're not gonna put your neck on that man's neck it ain't gonna happen so yeah that's yeah. just like, to kind of add on to that because I have another story where like another prejudice happened to me and this is while I was in college so I'm with my ex-girlfriend at the time she's white and we go to this restaurant really nice restaurant too well sort of nice you know it's, it's like a step getting to like the really nice nice restaurants but but still a nice restaurant i mean the the decor was nice set up real nicely and everything so we're together we're just having dinner together and what have you we get this waiter um i'm the one that's paying for dinner by the way like i'm just you know i'm there i'm like all right we're out i wanted to take you out so i'm paying for dinner so we're out, the waiter comes and he's talking to her the whole time. Like he's literally talking directly to her, but not really acknowledging that I'm there. Mm -hmm. And the first time he did it, I was like, okay, not a big deal. I guess this is just how he talks for right now. He eventually he'll notice I'm here. Like throughout that whole night after that first time, he kept doing it. And when he kept doing it, I told her like, you know, I noticed that he's talking to you a lot. Like he's mainly making sure that you're comfortable, making sure that you get this, you get that. And he's just talking to me like whatever. Mm -hmm. So she was like, I noticed that too. And she, mm -hmm. she noticed these things. I mean, me and her, we kind of been in like a couple of incidents, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which I don't want to go into too much like, because we already talked about so much, but um, we've been in like many incidents where like, you know, she had to use her privilege that she actually acknowledged and was like, yo, like, I'm gonna help us get out the situation right yeah. now. <laughs> so, but um, while talking to her, she was like, yeah, I noticed that too. And she's very, you know, observant of things also. So it's not like she's dumb to what's going on. She She noticed these things. So she was just like, yeah, um, when you get the bill, 
don't give him a tip. And I was like, you know what? You're right. I'm going to give him a tip. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And take a stand. And like, I, I just feel like it's hard. Like, like the, the ex that I was talking about, like, I just feel like black people in society, um, I feel like have a very hard time in this, 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 this life. And it's just unfortunate and sad. And we are taking a stand for it now and stand against it now. I've been, of course, but especially now in this moment. And um, I feel like, like black men in society, especially my heart goes out to black men. Yes, I know yes. that black women have struggles too. I get it. Yes, we do. Yes, we are discriminated against. Yes, we are also not appreciated. And we lose our lives too in hospitals. They don't take our needs seriously and things like that. I get that. I respect that. And I hear, I'm, I, I hear that voice, but it's like the black men in society, I need people to understand that these black men are appreciated. We love them. Okay. Yes. These people are our fathers, our brothers, our friends, our, you know, boyfriends and and exes and things like that it's just like dude at the end of the day these people we give a damn about these people they have value and it sucks Mm -hmm. that people do not see these people like see black men as people just in general like it's Mm -hmm. like what the hell like I, i i remember um an incident just real briefly me and my ex again same one had a couple incidences as well with that one trouble but a good one though uh but i remember this one incident i was working and he and i were getting into it because he's a fire sign i'm a fire sign and we just used to clash a lot so uh he pulled up one time at my job and not to start trouble, because that's not where I think his intent was supposed to, that, that wasn't his intent at all. I think he really just, like, was scared that we were going to be broken up, and he wanted to stop that from happening, and he showed me, like, how important I was in that moment, and by coming, and, like, look, I really don't want you to leave on my life type thing, so, uh, but it just, it ended up being, like, kind of like a slight little argument like we weren't really yelling at each other but we were frustrated frustrated at each other but it it happened to be uh at a like time where the where I worked was completely like dead like everybody was like um on winter recess and like camp uh what is it a winter vacation so nobody was where I was um like at work like it, it was just a quiet 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 place of work and so we have campus security and campus security with nothing completely nothing to do they see two black people talking and kind of being you know a little disgruntled and being frustrated so they they end up bringing like i kid you not like six freaking cars campus cruisers like of of like security and all because two people were having a disagreement and they wow. made it way bigger than it needed to be. And I was just was like, I understand that I'd probably, this is not the most professional thing, you know, like my boyfriend shouldn't be at my job and stuff like that. We shouldn't be, you know, having this discussion like this, but you guys are making this way bigger than it needs to be. 
Like I literally had to go into Bonnie and Clyde action because it was like, you're not about to do this to my guy though. Like you're not mm -hmm. about to, you know, like you are not about to make him like, he's like this bad villain and, 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 you know, t the typical making a black male, the villain of the story and they're the bad mm -hmm. guy and they're this and that, like, hell no, not on my watch. So mm -hmm. they kept like trying to get me to say like, oh, he put his, we saw he put his hands on you. What? what? I was like, not me, first of all. Put hands on who? First of all, like, you, do you see me? Like, mm -hmm. I never allow somebody to put hands on me and get away with it. Like, but especially at, at work, like, but he was not that type of person. That's not at all what happened. They're trying to make something again because there's nothing else to do on, on campus bigger than, than than it is and because it's two black people they want to make it like I said something way bigger than it is so they have him hands behind the back like you know he's over there you know talking to them and he's just like I don't understand like why are you guys talking to me like this like what is what's the situation like this is not even this big of a deal he's like apologizing profusely because he realizes that you know, he shouldn't be at my work and stuff like that. But it's like, it's, it was never supposed to be that big of a deal, period, point blank. And I, I let them know, like, look, you're not going to get me to lie on anybody that I love that much. Like, uh, period. Like, you're not about to make me the bad guy or try to get me to do something against my will or make him look like he's worse than y'all are trying to make him out to be. Like, it's not going to happen. So, everything got excused they were just like oh you know we're sorry that we misunderstood the situation it seemed like you know this and that and it was like no dude like it, it, it was it was never that deep in the, in the in the first place they were just like oh okay well you know just please don't have these arguments when you're at work or as you're working and stuff like that they were wrote some stupid ass report but i never heard anything about it or anything like that and 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 then that was it, you know, I still work there now, but, uh, yeah, nothing, nothing really came about it. And half of the people that I see now, they have even more respect for me because I was like, yeah, you're not going to take somebody down like, and that I love, like, you're not going to do that. Like, no, not going to happen. So yeah, I, I just, I don't, it, I hate having to be in situations like that because it's just like, it's just not necessary. Why do you have to, why do you, why do people got to make it so where, or a situation where the black man has to be the bad guy. The black man has to be the one that's fucking up and doing shit. And it's like, no, I'm sick and tired of this narrative. We need to change this narrative because it's not a true narrative. Like you guys are making it out to be that way. And it's not, it doesn't need to be like that. It doesn't need to be six cruises campus cruisers on on campus trying to figure the shit out like this is insane y'all making it bigger than it needs to be but this is always happening in every and in an everyday situation there's cops always in a situation that you know has something to do with a black man and they're making it making him out to be worse than he actually is and then yeah. you got people who are white who are shooting up campuses and they're freaking having him tied, you know, or, or uh, how do you say it, in, in restraints, and they're giving him water and taking him to Burger King and shit. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Mm -hmm. You know, yeah. so that makes no sense. It's just now, like, see, it's crazy. Now, bringing it back to, like, 
our topic of conversation with so much tension based on race that's out there right now, how can media change those aspects since we are like a, well, I guess content creators of like horror or like cinema, mainly cinema, how can media change those aspects? Like how can they get involved? Because I feel sometimes there's a lot of, I want to say propaganda put out there are like a lot of mm -hmm. roles that they portray black people in that are just very negative sometimes or like it's a role that fits them you know like the gangster or the drug dealer you know that are usually the villains of the movie um how can media actually change those aspects or if if you guys feel like or girls i should say if you girls feel like they already are making that kind of movement. Um, is there anything more they can do to actually change those aspects to kind of further it more? I could talk about this all day. And that's what <laughs> my whole profile is about, is talking about diversity in film. We need more people in the film industry and in television, every single type of industry to actually create content and tell our stories different people from different perspectives that's what it is um mm -hmm. like hollywood is controlled by mostly white cisgender men straight men and they're telling the narratives for like everyone mm -hmm. we need to as black creators any type of creators but mostly black creators to actually create content cr produce our own content and just keep pumping that out too because a lot of times big studios they're gonna be like, oh, well, you can make this more urban or you can make this more like da 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 da. And like, no, like that's that's not the narrative. Like, I swear, like, like there needs to be a story about like that awkward black girl or like, you know, girls like a dime and I. We don't yes. see that, but like there yes. needs to be something like that. And like, or just for an example, it's just like there needs to be just different stories across the board and um it's really a studio system that needs to be changed too to open up the doors for people like us. But honestly, we need to create our own content from the jump. Like that's it and support indie content because that's gonna be an indie film if we just produce our own things. But yeah, just su support, um, support black directors, support black writers, any type of black creator, like 100%. That's gonna change the industry and change our narrative. Yeah, I feel you on that because I feel like when I was young, back in the 90s and early 2000s, mainly most of like the black roles were mainly like comedy movies, you know, the character relief and they just had like very minor roles or comedic roles and all that. And I do praise that, you know, me and Dimey both, we do praise people like Jordan Peele out there right now, kind of changing that narrative yeah. right now. Mm -hmm. You know, so I do hope to see more, more people like that are like Jordan or just like anybody like Issa Rae, um, Gigi Soul Guerrero, you know, they all come yeah. out and just tell different stories about different lies about different minorities, you know, you know, a black person doesn't have to be always in the hood, you know, yep. being the thug, being the the gangster or the drug dealer and all that. You know, yep. I like 
when Lupe Fiasco, when he first came out in the music scene, I know he's not movies or anything, it's music, yeah. but when he first came out in the music scene, he was talking about skateboarding and just shit yeah. that not every black person that was rapping, you know, was rapping about. And yeah. that, and to this day, I mean, I still listen to Lupe. I love Lupe Fiasco for all the right. things he does in music, you know, and some of the comments that he, he kind of puts out there in social media. I mean, I may disagree with some of the things he said, right. but, <laughs> you know, I do love his music and he does bring out some valid points when he has something to say, you know, he's not Kanye or anything like that. Who's, yeah. Who kind of like, sadly to say, kind of lost, I don't know, lost touch with reality or lost touch with the culture, I feel like. Yeah. But Definitely. yeah, but I feel like we do need more stories like that. Yeah, I agree. I do. I, I feel like it would be like really dope just to, like I said, I always like say it, like change the narrative. Like we got to change the narrative in any type of uh, form, like whether it's music, whether it's, um, you know, films, whether it's, you know, even like posts that I, I try to post out there and to try to, you know, post uh, things from the media on positive aspects of black, our black members of society as a people, because it's like, you know, I know this is not what we're, we're only doing and what we're only about. This is just what they like to see. It's like on the news, you know, um, being a journalism student, and learning how the news actually works. It's like mm -hmm. the news is always like about crime. Whatever is like crime, that is the top of the line, that's the top of the news story. And it's like every, you know, however many hours of the, you know, the morning news, the afternoon news, PM news, you know, so it's like, that's what they talk about is crime, crime, crime. But who is in this crime half the time? It's brown people it is our black people of society it's it's people members of 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 you know like i say the black magical crew you know it's mm -hmm. like always us in the news doing something you know reckless or 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 whatever it is you know going on and it's like yo we're not these this this menace of society like literally mm -hmm. like mm -hmm. we we're not these um horrible members of society there's people who are doing great things like like the the um story that i posted the other day the three little boys who who saved the man who tried to commit suicide the um man man who cleaned down uh, a park just so that the kids could play during the coronavirus mm -hmm. um pandemic or during this corona um coronavirus pandemic it's like look we need to find finding things like this and post it out there to just show that we are not these bad members of society, that this is not all that we are, you know? Mm -hmm. Like I always say, um, you know, one of the things that I wanted to get people to see through Black Girls Love Horror too is, you know, we're not just only Beyonce fans. Like, yeah, we love Beyonce, all right? Like, yeah, who doesn't love Beyonce? Like, but at the end of the day, it's like, yo, we also like some other stuff too. We're not out yeah. here just booty shaking and twerking every five seconds, you know? Like, there are things, we, we have levels, we are human beings, and it's like we just have different stories that we have, you know, that we have to share to, to, to be able to, um, 
like I said, just share and change the the, the narrative. Um, what's the movie that's coming out, guys? That it's it was on my first uh, podcast. Um, what is the movie called? Uh, that's coming out. It's not Annabelle's. Um, Antebella. Thank you. Yes. Yeah, like, Antebellum. Yeah. Yeah, Antebellum. It's like, dude, like we we need more movies like that to show like how we prospered through slavery and it wasn't easy mm-hmm. but we prospered through that you know and and you know our ancestors would be proud of how far we came from that but we have so much more to go like you know but yes. there's other like I said just stories that mm-hmm. are in our history in itself that we are the heroes like we are not we the are. bad guys you know so mm-hmm. that's what I would like for people to share like with any creative force whatever you like to do whether it's art paint uh you know you're talking uh you're a history teacher uh whatever it is that we can do to change the narrative and get our stories out there is what we need to do and also i would like highly recommend for anyone to check out stories about black figures and stuff and there needs to be films made about these black figures that have done like so much in history that were like essentially like whitewashed, like either their ideas was stolen or like no one talks about it. Like these stories need to be told from like a historical standpoint and like and beyond too, even currently, because yeah. like it, we have to change the narrative. And like honestly, like um, another thing too, and why I started getting to more like reviews on my page too, is because there needs to be more black critics looking at black content. Um, I've noticed a lot of trends within like on Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that where it's like um, a lot of like quote-unquote black films or like predominantly black films have gone low Rotten Tomatoes, uh, Rotten Tomatoes scores but have gotten actually high audience scores like and one of the films was actually Poetic Justice I think it only has like a 36 percent but that's like such a staple in black culture and it's so good and I feel like there needs to be more diversity within critics, too, because it's like, okay, this is made, you know, with us in mind. We need to, like, say, hey, this is actually a good film. Like, don't believe, like, some of these critics that say it's not good because they don't necessarily understand it. We also need to get away from the narrative. It's like, oh, you shouldn't make Black films because a majority of white audiences won't understand it. No, we should just make great films of, you know, great characters. I'm thinking about Black Panther. Like, across the board that's a both a critically acclaimed movie and also audience acclaimed movie and everyone related to it even non-black people so we shouldn't use that excuse studios should not use that excuse like no one wants to hear a story about this that and the other you know or not a black story because they don't relate to it no that's that's a complete bull like everyone could relate to it in a way yeah and to not and to not cut you off but you're right we should have like more stories where we have great characters written because it's weird to have a movie like the departed being a emmy nominated movie and that movie is about snitches drug deals and gangsters mm-hmm. but if we come out with a movie like menace to society what is that talking about drug dealers gangsters yeah. and snitches yeah. like yeah. <laughs> like so what's yeah. the difference because it's all black people in it or like what's the deal but you're right i think also we need more black actors that are being pushed to shine and me and Diane talked about this before but we were talking more about like 
um, screen queen divas and all that. We need more black screen queens or just urban yes. screen queens in general. You know, they don't have to necessarily be black because, you know, there's not enough Asian representation or Latin representation. As far as being screen queens, you know, we're pushed the narrative of just the basic Caucasian female as being like the best final girl as possible. Mm-hmm. But it's like, yeah. no, I think Lupita Nyong'o, she's kind of moving up as in the ranks yes. of that. Yeah. You know? And yeah. if Janelle Monet or Megan Good or yeah. Kiki Palmer, you know, they make more more horror films that were that are pretty eye-opening or good, they could rise up in the ranks also and be considered like a Nev Campbell, mm-hmm. a um what's her name? Jennifer Love Hewitt or you know, just any of them in those type of ranks, you know, it doesn't have to necessarily be those females all the time, you know? Yeah, I agree. I, I just feel like studios need to, or any, anywhere where, like I said, it's create, um, you're using creativity. Like I, I just want people who are in this industry and it's, it's usually, you know, the, the white people who are in control, the white people who are in power in the industry, like, you can't keep copying and pasting stories that are not our stories, first of all. Yep. And, and, and also, like, stop watering down our culture. Like, because mm-hmm. it, we're not like these, these everybody's not a, a drug dealer or somebody who's, uh, you know, a person who has been on drugs and, and stuff like that. Like, half of us don't even know. We've, we haven't really dealt with that. That like I've never really seen a drug dealer in my my real life. Like mm-hmm. I've never came across uh, somebody who's really done serious drugs. I'm not talking about weed smoking. Like I'm talking about serious drugs, like heroin and things like that. I've never come across that. You know. So it's like, how about you know, like again, like I said, like just change the narrative. There's a lot of people out there waiting for their stories to be told and. There's people who have invented things that, you know, uh, in Black history that their stories have yet to be told and it's waiting to be told, you know? It's like, I, I didn't know that uh, a Black woman came up with uh, the whole, like, um, sorry, well, but <laughs> like coming up with pads for, for menstrual and stuff like that. I didn't know that. I had no idea. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, yeah, that's not in my expertise or area. that um there was another woman who I, i'll eventually post um eventually um her story that it was uh another woman before rosa parks who decided that she wasn't going to give up her seat but yep. it's like how many voices have it we have not heard yet who have had these experiences in history and things like that we need i would say they're being more ignored than anything yep all right. Um, anything else you want to add to this subject, um, Megan? Um, I just want to say, like, to the subject in general, it everyone should talk about this. Our, um, especially our non-black allies. Like, you have the privilege of being who you are, so don't be afraid to speak up. Um, because black folks can't be the only ones talking about this like point blank period this is not a black issue like it is but like it's it's an issue about society and it's not a myth that this is going on so that's what i have to say to finish up everything yeah 
All right, Dami, do you have anything else you want to add? Yeah, um, just to, you know, second what Megan was talking about. Make my series, though. This, I feel like we're like the Black <laughs> Avengers. I like that. We, are. we got Walt in the house. We got Megan. I love this. I love this. This is awesome. And we actually came together, like you said, that we were going to, before. We didn't know what we were going to be doing, but when we were on your, your live, Meg, we were talking about coming together on this. But um, that's cool that we came together on, on something like this, especially. But mm -hmm. um. I just, I love that, you know, uh, people are coming together, like I said, in this time of craziness, like there's so much going on, but there's, there's so much also beauty in it because there's, like I said, togetherness and this, there's, there is peaceful moments. There is moments of solidarity and, and it's just, it's making us stronger, but it's also giving, like we said, when we're changing the narrative and we're giving people voices that um need voices and things like that like we need to continue doing that like let's not stop like this is not something that's just like a trend and it's here today and gone tomorrow this is something that we got to continue on throughout the generations so that we don't backtrack because it's so easy to backtrack and and be stuck in the same stuff again being racist and 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 you know or or you know talking about social injustices and and dealing with people there's always going to be people that are racist sadly but it's like if we could get more people on our side on our team like it's just nice like it's like oh hell no we're not we're not gonna take this anymore we're gonna go against this you know like and we're good we're getting you know like i said we're coming together as eight people it's not just black people coming together it's like all different diverse you know cultures and backgrounds and races and ethnicities are coming together during this time and we need that right now so like i said i just hope that it continues to keep going on um and let's keep feeling feeling the moment um and just let's make history with this you know so that's what i have to add to that definitely. yeah I, yeah definitely and to add on to what you're saying about like um, all the races come together. I mean, I'm amazed that all these people are actually coming together to march because I remember the first time people were talking about Black Lives Matter. They did not like the slogan. And I already knew what they meant by Black Lives Matter. It starts with Black Lives. Yeah. When mm -hmm. you start caring about Black Lives first, that's when you start caring about everyone else's life. That's because, right. because we are the most marginalized people, you know, anywhere on this planet right now anywhere yep. point blank period anywhere yep, yep. Yeah. 100 yeah so i mean as long as people could start once when people start caring about our lives that's when everybody's life is cared for and that's really what the message was about you know and you got those people out there who kind of like i guess degraded by saying like well you know all lives matter it's like motherfucker we know all lives matter well, it's like if you say save the rainforests, you're not saying like fuck all other rain or other types of forests. Like yeah, right? like, <laughs> like yeah, one hundred percent. Like I agree with you all on that one hundred percent. Like yeah, motherfucking like yeah, we know that. Like like all lives matter, but you're missing the point. Like if anybody anybody comes out of this still saying all lives matter like you just missed the whole conversation the whole point like you you might as well just skipped out on this moment of history right now because you're not understanding like yeah and I, like i said it's it's like going back to what you were saying about how 
uh, Trump rose to power, like all he was around is just successful people. If you don't know, if you don't surround yourself, like there's gotta be a balance. You gotta surround yourself with successful people. You gotta surround yourself with people who are, you know, just, just human, all different walks of life. Because if you're just surrounded with just this one group of people, that's all you're going to be. That's all you're going to be represented of and represent as well. You know, and we got to be together as a community. But yeah, sorry, Walt, go ahead. Yeah, no, no, you you hit the nail right on the head. (laughs) (laughs) I I had nothing else to really add. I mean, that's all I really wanted to add, because it's like, I hear it a lot, well, sometimes from friends, and I hear it from like other people on like Twitter or social media and stuff like that. And I just sit there and I'm just thinking to myself, like, well, do you actually get the point of what we mean by Black Lives Matter? Because I just feel like they don't know the point. I mean, it's like, at least this time, I feel like in this March, we're not being looked as like caricatures or just people who are bitching and complaining a lot. Mm-hmm. Like, they, like everybody is actually, I guess, since they're home a lot, you know, and they're actually seeing what's going on. They're like, yeah. oh, hell no we got to do something about this shit. Right. You know, and I'm seeing a lot of like my non-black friends, which I do appreciate. I mean, whether they say or not, you know, just for them, you know, they always show me appreciation and all that. And I know how they feel about black people and I know they're not racist and all that, but just to see them actually making a stand in a movement to go out of their own way to post on their social medias to actually say like black lives matter and all that really means something to me you know yes same like Mm -hmm. a lot of my friends you know again growing up in predominantly white community you know throughout my life like i i'm so happy to see all this support and not only just like people just posting on social media just to be posting like they're actually doing something about it some are marching some or just like simply like saying like, hey, Megan, are you okay during all this? Like stuff like that, like it's greatly appreciated. And like, and like I said before, like, you know, non-white or non-black people should not hesitate to talk about this and not yeah. feel like it's not their place because, you know, it, you know, really is because this is like a issue that we all should talk about. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So as we are closing out right now, um, let me let you two have the floor and talk about things that you are working on at this moment. So yeah. who wants to go first? Um, I guess I'll go. <laughs> so hi, <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, just right now, I'm just really, like I said, my, my heart where it's at right now is, uh, just like changing the, the narrative through posting like more positive, uh, uh, stories on our black, our black members of society and just just like i said you know balancing that with with um also showing people like we do love other things like i said outside of what society likes to think that black people only like and are about so i'm still like balancing that but you know i had to change it like I had to kind of change it up a little bit. Like once the riots like started happening, I was like, okay, so there's certain things that I feel like are just going to be put on the back burner right now. Cause there's a lot of times that I'm joking, you know, I'm, I'm putting silly stuff on there or silly uh, personality aspects from myself or whatever, or, or experiences or something like that. And I'm like, 
Yeah, but right now I feel like I got to pick up that on the back burner right now because there's just way more powerful things that I I want to share with people who do support Black Girls Love Horror and um you know I want want them to make sure that they see like yo this is you know dining horror here speaking on what matters right now like what's important right now what's going on right now this historic moment right now and and also just going forward and letting people know like I, I'm gonna change keep changing the narrative until it's changed like at the end of the day and just letting people know like we are good people we are great people and members of society um and you know like we we are the heroes of the story we are we you know and, and that's just you know what I'm working on currently is just like posting on my blog about that and uh, trust me I know there's a lot of people asking me what is the podcasting going to be coming I'm coming I promise there's just a lot going on right now um but you know that's coming up too so definitely be on the look for that so no trolling at this moment yeah no <laughs> no it's understandable especially when Donald Trump when he trolled about that whole um what the fuck was it taking bleach and all that for when the whole COVID thing was happening and I was just uh, like what have you lost your mind like, seriously like I just feel like he's like literally trying to poison people in so many every aspect and way I don't know if he just sat on his brain or what like it's like <laughs> it's I feel like his what presidency is totally getting to him like he can't handle it <laughs> Seriously. Oh, he definitely can. He's obviously show, showing it. Um, I don't know if you've seen the interview where he had this whole press conference outside the White House, and this Asian woman had a problem with something that he said. She started questioning him and pressing him about it. This dude threw, like, such a bitch fit. It was like, bruh, like, what is your problem? <laughs> and then he had the nerve to end his press conference early just because he had a little fit about, like, what what other reporters were saying or was trying to ask him and yeah this this man is something else at, at this moment he is absolutely and again that just shows him shows more of his character that he can't it's not in him he's not equipped to run this country but obviously clearly but he's really not equipped and it's not in him to be a people person because he's not a people person he does not know how to relate to the people therefore he shouldn't be that that alone should be like a stipulation of of you know presidential can, candidate uh candidacy like like you should not be a president candidate if you can't um relate to the people that you are running this country for like what the fuck like that that should be like something solid like you can't be our president if you can't relate to us if you can't relate to our struggle like that's something that i respect about barack like president barack obama and to me like yeah he wasn't no one's perfect when they they're running this country you can't be like you're still a human being nobody's gonna be perfect that that's a job that's just an insane job but i feel like at least he related to the people like he relates to our struggle, you know? And I know a lot of people would say like, oh, well, he didn't do a lot for the black community and stuff like that. But I do feel like he, he tried to relate to the people in the best way that he could. And he showed that he cared. Like this man is literally, never did Barack Obama sit, sit up there and say, oh, 
yeah, just gun everybody down who's, like, protesting right now, and if they refuse to, like, stop, like, kill them. Like, never did he say that. Bill didn't say that. There's a lot of presidents who are not on board with that, because they're not dumbasses, and they're not going to say that. Like, even... At least not out loud. Yeah, like, even... (laughs) even, uh, What's his name? Uh, Bush. George Bush didn't even say that. His Mm -hmm. his little silly self didn't say nothing like that, you know? And this is George Bush, you know? Like, what? Yeah, these days, I'm starting to have a little bit more appreciation for Bush than I do for Trump since he's been in office. (laughs) Seriously. I'm like, can we get a bush it off his instead? For real. I, exactly. 100%. Because at least George, I do feel like George was kind of a softie, even though he was like kind of an idiot. Like, I Oh, he was like definitely he was an idiot. Definitely an idiot. Yeah. Like, what the hell is going on here? But I do feel like he, he related to the people a little bit more. Like, I don't think that he was just a straight up racist, like, like this man is just a straight up racist and like i said like george i feel like you know like i said he was an idiot but i do feel like he tried to relate to the people a lot more like he, you saw him reading to people even though he had the book backwards and shit but like megan what are you working on yeah, um, yeah, like Daimi, I have not really, I've had to put some project on the back burner because of all this going on. So um, I usually do a Pride Month showcase in June, and I was also going to start a cosplay page, but of course, like, with all this, I don't feel like dressing up as cartoon characters and stuff, so yeah, with that being said, um, I am still going to do my uh, Pride Month showcase, however, it's going to have a new turn. I'm mostly going to focus on um, Black people and uh, Black people within the LGBTQ plus community. Um, as well as talk about Black excellence and uh, excellence in general, provide resources for people who want to protest and show their um, support for the Black Lives Matter movement and um, things like that. So it's still a growing process, but I'm going to keep posting and everything like that. And it should be a really good month and be very informative. I'm always open to healthy discussions within my comments and also in my DMs through my Instagram um but yeah i'm not gonna get into fights of anyone that's that's my thing point blank period but i will call people out for some intolerance so that's that's the vibe of my page right now yes got it funny thing because i'm thinking about probably doing like some kind of pride month um podcast because i have a friend that's doing his own like youtube channel and i'm thinking of having him on the podcast to talk about like um ways that maybe more gay bi transgender people can be put out there and maybe have a little bit more visibility in like the cinematography world and all that i don't know if you'll be willing to join in if you i'm totally down (laughs) definitely okay yeah um i'll try and work out the details (laughs) (laughs) i'm trying to get this take your time (laughs) yeah i'm trying to get this out before this month really ends you know (laughs) so probably like sometime i want to say hopefully the end of this month but if it doesn't happen i mean it doesn't happen but yeah it's up in the air but i am thinking about doing it because there's there's very few um i want to say lgbtq horror movies that i've seen where like the cast are either they're playing a gay role or they are actually gay and they're the prominent role 
and just yeah. different things like that. Dude, I'm down. I'm I'm definitely down to be a part of that. Like at um, what was it to say about the? I just started getting into um, like like educating my myself more on like um, like the LGBTQ. Um, and there's like I know there's like other different like um, like sections to it too. Like because I learned about it in in college. And they were like, oh, there's like more, more sections to it. And I was like, oh, okay. But I, I've been kind of more educating myself on that. And just like, um, what do they call it? Uh, queens, like drag queens and stuff like that. And yo, like these people, like I love their confidence. And like, they're amazing. Like they are yes. like, so I remember uh, Meg, like you're cool with, uh, is it Flame? Flame? Oh, yes, Flame Monroe yeah like and i was like dude i i remember it was like on breakfast club and that's how i found out about her and i was like or she like she's like i forgot her her uh the it's like her she him all of it or something like that but there's like a a motto that she has yeah and, and that they this person has and so I'm like, dude, like, I keep trying to, like I said, educate myself more and more on it because these people have such confidence that I'm just like, dude, I want some of that. Like, I have confidence, <laughs> but like, I want that kind of confidence, you know? Like, damn, like, that's awesome. So, yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I know a few um, gay people um, just like hanging around with like friends and all that. I have a friend that knows like a lot of gay people. He's not gay, but he's with, he has a girlfriend that knows a lot of gay people is, is what I'm trying to say. And just some of the confidence they have and just some of the stuff they talk about is interesting to me. I mean, I do find it like interesting that they have so much confidence and they just like believe in themselves so much. And I'm just sitting there like, damn, I wish I could be like, <laughs> you know, just walk around yeah. with my cock out like they do, you know? For it's real. definitely really inspiring. And it's kind of, it's kind of full circle. Like the other day I posted, about the the start of the pride and like why you know people celebrate it and it started out with like a black trans woman like honestly so in a lot of the black community um well not about all black community but a lot of the lgbtq community are people of color so it really did start with that and this culture is just like hey we're gonna be who we are because that's how we are and I find that's awesome. I feel like there's a little bit, there is like duality. I mean, of course, it's not going to be the same because like gay people weren't slaves or anything like that. But, you know, with the whole movement and I'm glad, you know, you know, the, how people are protesting and things like that, even like with the riots, at least people are waking up towards this because like Pride Month did start out with a riot, the whole, you know, um, just everything did start like that so i kind of feel like eventually in the future we're going to people are not going to be so weary about black history month everyone's going to be like wearing like you know black history month shirts or something like that in the future right. you know right. if it's going to be a near future who's to say but i think we're in the path of greatness happening and we are in a historical moment in many different facets of it yes 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 yeah all right. Um, so as we're closing out, um, can you tell the audience where they could find you on social media? If anyone wants to oh, go first. You can find me at Megan's World on Instagram, and it's spelled M-E-A-G-A-N-Z World. And it's Dimey Horror here. You guys can look at uh, or find me at Black Girls 
love horror too. That's just exactly how it is. Black girls love horror too. And that's uh, my Instagram, my Instagram blog. And um, like I said, definitely more podcasts coming on the way. I know there's a lot of people waiting for that, but it's going to be coming. But for right now, Walt's keeping us busy and so is Meg. So hey, I can can count on them for content. (laughs) (laughs) For sure, for sure. And when you get your content going, you know, you know who to call. Make sure you have us on there. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yes. For facts. I got you guys for sure. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, and as always, um, with my podcast, I always like to leave my audience with a film or films to watch. So are there any film or films that you would like to suggest to the audience? It could be horror related, because I know I'm a horror podcast, but I know Megan, she's not a horror person. <laughs> I mean, like, I am to certain I mostly focus on, like, different films, a lot of indie films on my blog, but honestly, I would, if anything, if you could watch one film during this time, do the right thing. It's essential viewing for anyone at this point. I've been thinking about this film constantly, but watch Do the Right Thing. It's not a horror film, but honestly, Spike Lee does his thing with this movie, so point blank period, do the right thing. But also, in the horror genre, uh, um, get out would be a good one too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, suggestions for me, um, definitely I would say Room Two Three Seven. Um, it's basically based off. It's like a little documentary on The Shining, based off of The Shining, the film by Stanley Kubrick. Um, he is. It's basically getting into his mind of, of the symbol or uh, symbolism in. The Shining, like as far as um, a lot of Native Americans' um, lives being spilled, and like basically, like kind of talking about the t- Trail of Tears and things like that, and Native American like uh, tragedies and things of that nature. Um, I recommend it because I, like I said, there's just so much blood that's been spilled over racism and hatred, and this is where those the Trail of Tears has stimulated from, um, plus our uh, enslavement, like 400 years of enslavement. enslavement. Um, and so, I mean, there's just, like I said, so much blood. Even, even members of society, of our society, like the LGBTQ, like so many members of the, of, of, um, the LGBTQ, uh, LG. Oh God, I can't say it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> yeah, it's like you know, so many members of of just us as a people. There's so many people that have literally lost their lives just for being different, whether they're gay, lesbian, or black, uh, Japanese. You know, being put in in concentration camps, and people who are. Um, like I said, Native American. You even have people right now who are Native American who are basically not even being taken care of or or mm-hmm. health is not being sent their way to help them right now during this pandemic because no one's giving a shit, you know, to go and help them, you know? And it's like, don't mm-hmm. forget about these people. Like they live on their reservations and I know that there's certain rules and stuff like that, but they want help too. Like go and help them, whatever help that you can give them, like whether it's hot tea, whatever it is, help these people. Like mm-hmm. don't forget about our other people of, 
you know, of, of our community as a whole, as a people, you know, and it's like, because everybody has these tragedies and it's like, yo, it all stimulates from hate and segregation and things like that. And we need to have a voice and go help and, you know, say no to these social injustices. And so that's why I recommend uh, Room 237. Sorry, it's so lengthy, but yeah, that's what <laughs> All right, that is good. All right, and for my audience, you know where to find me, Walter Doom on Instagram and Walter Doom one because already someone took Walter Doom on Twitter. So yeah, <laughs> I am always gonna forever harp on that one. <laughs> but anyway, this has been another episode of Let's Talk About Horror. Um, this is your boy Walter Doom signing out. This is America. Don't let him catch you slipping now. Peace. Hey. Yes.